Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. To begin with today, should we mask or should we not mask? As we continue with uh, the battle against COVID-19, uh, things are, are looking much better than they did, of course, in March, especially here in, in southern Ontario, uh, with the numbers starting to go down. But the virus is not going away anytime soon. We know that. There is no vaccine, probably won't be for any time soon. And the concern now, uh, it's especially since we've seen a lot of the, the spike that has happened, of course, in many jurisdictions south of the border, is how do we control the virus? Well, wearing face masks is one of the things that public health officials have said is actually going to be a big advantage, and it could actually help in that regard. Uh, among those who are advocating it for are the uh, Chief Medical Officer of Health here in the City of Hamilton, Dr. Elizabeth Richardson. Here's what she had to say. What we've been recommending for some time now has been that masks be worn, you know, where you're unable to physically distance, that it's, it is seen as a control measure that can really make a difference. Well, uh, City Council is going to be dealing with this tomorrow in a very special session uh, as the Board of Health, of course, and uh, there is a uh, going to be a motion put forward there to actually adopt a mandatory mask wearing here in the city of Hamilton in different facilities. Joining us to talk about how this is going to work out and, and how it's uh, going to be implemented if, in fact, City Council slash the Board of Health decides to go with it. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show. Mr. Mayor, how are you doing today? Staying healthy? I'm um, you know, healthy and uh, happy and, uh, and uh, probably going to get hot as soon as I step out the door. <laughs> Good to have you with us again, Mr. Mayor. Thanks so much for this. Talk to us about the background on, on, on how uh, you are and, and the city council are going to come forward on this with the, the idea of masks. I, I, I know that there's going to be some pushback on that, and we're going to give our listeners an opportunity to weigh in on this, but what's, what's your thinking on this? Well, I mean, I think uh, what we're hearing from a lot of people in the business community that uh, they, they would like to see at least a standardized approach. We have some uh, businesses already men, men, providing mandatory masks or requiring mandatory masks, uh, Costco uh, being one of them. Uh, I was down at Nations downtown the other day and uh, couldn't get in unless I had a mask on. And I think they're doing that for all the right reasons. Uh, they want to protect against having their store closed down. And, you know, if you think about the impact of uh, anyone that uh, might be tested uh, positive for COVID and the contract tracing they have to do, if it traces back to a store, if it traces back to an employee of a store, that store has to close. Uh, that's a major impact on, uh, on a, you know, any kind of a retailer. And what I'm hearing from a lot of uh, stores, retailers that are slowly and gradually starting to open up is if, if they have to shut down like we did at the beginning of the year uh, relative to the spread of this virus, uh, like we're seeing in the United States, if they have to shut down again, their business is done. And, you know, I would say their economy is done as well. And so we have to take, uh, you know, every measure possible to protect our citizens, to protect our businesses, protect uh, one, one, uh, each other from each other. Uh, and masks is, is one of those measures that's going to help do that. Uh, you know, it's, it's not an uncommon practice uh, during influenza season in many countries. Uh, it's been a, actually a quite a regular practice uh, when the in influenza hits. Uh, in uh, Japan and Korea in other places, uh, masking is very, very common uh, to, uh, to avoid the spread of disease. And, uh, you know, this, uh, this disease doesn't have a cure, unlike the flu or another thing that, uh, that we can treat. Uh, there is no cure at this point. And uh, you don't have to look far, as you mentioned earlier, uh, how, how, fastly, how fast and quickly it can spread uh, when you open up the, uh, the, uh, the the economy too soon without the proper protections in place. Uh, right now in the United States, uh, virtually half or more of the states are, uh, you know, at, at, at runaway spread uh, 
circumstances, and they're overrunning their health care systems. And that, that was really the whole reason for shutting down the economy in the first place. So I fully support this. I understand the pushback for some. I don't understand the pushback on the church side. I, I'm getting a lot of emails from uh, self, self-called uh, church people saying, uh, you know, we think this is uh, wrong. We need to be able to worship. We're not stopping anybody from worshiping. Uh, what we want to make sure, though, is that when they do that, they do it in a safe way that uh, minimizes the spread. Social distancing is still important. Hand washing is still important. Uh, you know, coughing and the sneezing into your elbow is still important. Mask is just one added element that helps minimize the risk and minimize the spread. And, and I'm glad you referenced some of the uh, incidents we've seen south of the border in the United States. So, you know, people you know, running and collecting on beaches or wherever it might be, or bars and restaurants and things of this nature, and they're getting mm-hmm. sick. Uh, and I know there's a debate, well, I, you know, six months ago they said we didn't need the masks, and now we do need the masks. Well, we're learning about this almost on a daily basis about about how to deal with this. And, and this is the latest iteration of this from medical health experts. But uh, it, it's common sense, isn't it, Mr. Mayor? I mean, listen, we all know that as we speak, as we cough, as we talk, as we sing, or whatever it is that we're doing, uh, we're spewing stuff into the atmosphere, into the air. And uh, if you put a mask on, you're not going to do that. You're not going to spread that stuff. And that's going to help, I guess, to at least control this virus anyway. Exactly. And uh, you know what? Uh, You know, many people that, uh, you know, when I had my test done, uh, it put a whole bunch of people into a kind of state of, uh, of, of pause because they weren't sure what they needed to do to protect themselves because they might have been in contact with me at some manner or another. So I walked into a home hardware that I'd been to a couple of weeks before, and they were, you know, relieved to know that uh, I, I wasn't tested positive because if I had been tested positive, uh, then contract tracing would have traced me back to that store, and, uh, and the employees in that store would have had to uh, go and self-isolate. And that would have literally have shut down that store. So minimizing the risk here is, you know, terribly, terribly important. And, you know, you can, you can carry this virus and not even know it. And so uh, you can spread it to other people. You can, uh, if you're a young person and you think you're, you know, you're, you're uh, you know, infallible and uh, you can go out and do whatever you want, well, you're going to go home and you have parents and you have grandparents. Uh, you could be carrying that virus and bringing that virus to them. So minimizing the risk from you contracting it and you spreading it to others in uh, indoor spaces is just a, a smart, respectful thing to do. And you know what? Uh, we do not and cannot afford to, uh, to go back to shutting down the entire economy. So we have to take steps to minimize this risk. Uh, if we don't do that, then uh, you know, that $340 billion bill that, uh, that had to be spent, and uh, I give kudos to the government, uh, both federal and provincial, for doing what they needed to do to continue to support people uh, throughout this. Uh, we cannot afford a second wave of this kind of uh, shutdown that uh, will, will double up on the, uh, the, the bills and the expenditures that we've already done and the loss of life that, uh, that comes with it, whether it's harm in terms of the health care system, overrunning the health care system, putting people in the health care system at an additional risk, and everyone else having to shut down and go home again uh, is just going to be a disaster. And so everything we need to do to prevent that is what we're going to do. I can tell you this, this is not, this is not a Fred Eisenberger recommendation or a city council recommendation. This is a recommendation from public health. And mm-hmm. we said all along that we're going to follow the public health regulations and requirements to minimize the risk and spread of this disease. And we're going to continue to do that until, until such time 
as it's safe to open things up uh, a lot more liberally. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, as we've been reporting on CHML news this morning, uh, other jurisdictions, of course, have already done this. City of Toronto, I guess Burlington is going to be considering this in the next day or so as well. Uh, Niagara region uh, apparently decided to take a pass on this. They couldn't get a, a, a consensus on this when they tried to do something similar about this just the other day. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of that also, Mr. Mayor. Mm-hmm. And the rationalization yeah. that some of them who, who were a little skittish about this said, well, how do you enforce it? Uh, that should never really be the reason why you don't do the right thing uh, in situations like this. I mean, you know, you put a stop sign up in, an, in a particular neighborhood uh, because it's the right thing to do to slow traffic down. But that doesn't mean that, okay, well, we can't have an officer there all the time. People will comply more often than not. There will be some who won't. But, that you know, the reason we're doing this is really public safety. This is, And I'm, I'm glad you brought that element into this because that's really what's, what's guiding this at this point. Oh, and uh, you know what? Uh, all the by- bylaws and regulations that we have in place, we have to rely on people's uh, understanding of why it's important to do and why it's a safety measure that they should uh, adhere to. Uh, we we can't have, you know, as you say, you know, people standing next to stop signs waiting for that next person to, to run through the stop sign. Uh, we can't have people, uh, you know, monitoring uh, every location in terms of whether or not people are social distancing. Uh, we cannot and will not have people running around just looking for, you know, that one person that isn't wearing a mask. Uh, we're we're going to be mindful of that, but what we're what we're putting in place here is a, 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 an education process to explain to people why it's important to do, uh, the benefits of doing it, and the downside if we don't. And so uh, we, we know that uh, the vast majority of the population will adhere to that because they understand it and appreciate it. And we also know that there are some in this community that are just flippant about this whole process. And, you know, a lot of the emails I receive start with uh, don't make us wear masks because, you know, it's, it's against our human rights and our Constitution and, you know, everything else. And at the same time saying, and by the way, I think this whole virus thing is a hoax. Well, you know what? I, I can't help those people. Uh, you know, we, uh, I think the vast majority of the population understands why this is important. They understand that spread is going to be bad and that, uh, that are, that a number of people are, are particularly prone, especially the elderly with, uh, with, uh, immune deficiencies. But we've also found that, uh, you know, every age bracket, uh, has now been affected. And, you know, you don't, I mean, high profile Rick Cadero, uh, you know, young man in his forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, struggles for a month and a half with this uh, disease and uh, and succumbs to uh, to the disease itself. It was COVID, nothing but. And uh, that that uh, is an indicator that no one's immune from this. Anyone could uh, be seriously ill and or die, and uh, and that can affect every age bracket. So I I think people need to uh, to completely understand. And we're going to share a lot of information with people. I think the Spectator today did a good overview of all the steps that are necessary and why it's important to do, and I think that will continue. And we expect that the vast majority of the population will understand why, and they will participate and uh, do the right thing. Well, and, you know, people are going to believe what they're going to believe. I mean, there are still some people that, you know, follow what Donald Trump is saying and say this is really nothing more than the flu, and they're wrong, by the way. A rather daunting story I saw on the news yesterday. I don't know if you caught it, Mr. Mayor, if I'm uh, somebody who's actually done some of the autopsies on the people that sadly have succumbed to, to covid uh, and uh, as they do those autopsies, they found COVID, they found the virus, 
uh, not just in the lungs, but in the kidneys, in the lymph nodes, and in various Mm -hmm. different parts, and in the brain, which indicates that even if you do get this, and even if you survive, the pretty good chance that there are going to be long-lasting medical problems as a result of this. I mean, this this is a a, a fiendish virus that we're dealing with here, and and anything we can do to stop the spread on this, I think, is is well warranted, and which is why City Council is uh, is going to be doing this tomorrow. Do you get the sense? And and again, it's it'd be foolish and folly to to try to predict anything City Council does these days, I guess, Mr. Mayor. But as as you meet tomorrow as the Board of Health, do you feel there's a consensus here to move forward on this? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, I think I said in one of my tweets that I'm 100% confident that there'll be a majority support for this. Uh, I have no doubt about that. Uh, you know, I think people are, you know, there's lots of people weighing in. I think uh, lots of civil rights folks are trying to throw it off the, uh, throw it off the track. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I appreciate their their notion of human rights, but you know the, the that that whole issue kind of went out the window when we started down this road in the first place. Uh, shutting down the economy, uh, you know, and forcing people to stay home and forcing them to social distance, uh, you know, and making those requests of people, all of them are not uh, covered in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. I think uh, you know, in, in the nth in the nth degree, I, I'm sure none of them, all of them, would be considered uh, an infringement on those rights, but. People have to appreciate and understand why it's being done, why they're being asked to do this. They do have an ultimate choice at the end of the day of whether they do or they don't, but at their peril. And so we're going to share as much information as possible. And thankfully, you know, the community at large has fully understood the risk that's involved here, who that might harm. Many have had impact, have been impacted. Uh, sadly, 45-plus folks have died as a result, and we want to make sure that we keep all of those impacts at a very, very low low level. Uh, we've got, we, we've, the city as, as a whole has done a terrific job of adhering to the requests from public health, and if we continue to do that, we should be in fine shape. Uh, if we uh, throw that out the window in, in, in too many numbers, then uh, we're, we're going to go right back to uh, potentially overrunning our health care system, uh, shutting down uh, locations and maybe even broader economy. Uh, that, that is unsustainable, unaffordable, uh, unnecessary if we put the right protections in place. And so masking is one of those steps that's uh, going to help us make sure that the risk is minimized for all involved. Mr. Mayor, the, uh, the motion that's going to be uh, presented and, and voted on tomorrow, uh, is, is there a time frame in this uh, on the advice of, of Dr. Richardson and others in, in public health to say this is going to go on for three months, four months, or whatever the case might be, or is it really just going to be at the direction of the medical officer of health? No, it's. Uh, I think I believe there's a three-month timeline on okay. this, and then uh, okay. needs to be renewed uh, at that point in time. So there'll be a check-in to see where we're at in, the, in, in terms of the process, and Obviously, the advice of medical officers of health will, will have a bearing. Uh, clearly, they're recommending this uh, now. And uh, if three months from now uh, the cases are so low and, the, you know, we don't see that community spread anymore or, or very minimal, then uh, certainly things can start to lighten up. So this is not, uh, this is not indefinite. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be in place as long as it's necessary. And the moment it isn't, uh, I, I, for one, and I'm sure most people, I would love to not have to walk around with a mask on because it's not exactly the most comfortable thing to do. Having said that, I have nothing but admiration for the healthcare workers that are, you know, wearing masks and shields and goggles all day long for 12-hour shifts at a time, helping those that are that are impacted by the disease. Uh, you know, you wear that mask for uh, you know a couple of hours when you're out and about in the store, and you get a bit of a sense of the kind of struggle that they're going through. 
to uh, to help them protect and uh, and save some of the lives that they're uh, they're working on. So nothing but respect for for them. Have you have you worn a mask for any length of time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I, I don't go up that often, obviously, since we're doing the show from right. here from home. Yeah. But uh, the yeah. odd trip to the pharmacy or the grocery store, sure, mask and gloves yeah. every time you go in there. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know what, uh, breathing is different when you're wearing a mask. Oh yeah, so I can fully appreciate that that people that have asthma or underlying health issues, you know, they're going to be exempted because, you know, if they if they have a heart problem or lung problems, uh, it's going to be very difficult for them. So we don't need to be shaming people out there that aren't wearing a mask because they're probably doing it for good reason. Uh, that's one of the things I think that uh, that we need to now accept is that. Uh, you know, there are folks that are going to be challenged by this, and uh, for all the right reasons, uh, we, we're going to exempt them. But if we get the lion's share of the population uh, doing this, then uh, the, we're going to minimize that risk, and we're going to protect ourselves, each other, and one another, I think, in a respectful way, and I think that's the right thing to do. So I, uh, I appreciate, uh, I think, the, the great work that this city has done to date. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, we'll watch, uh, see how things go tomorrow. Mr. Mayor, thanks so much for this. Appreciate the time. Stay healthy. Thanks, Bill. Stay cool. Bye-bye. Take care. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.